Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We've got a great one for you guys today. Um, today on the calendar, we are looking at March 2nd. And the parallels that we have found that um, turns out March 2nd is actually very deeply interconnected with the number 100. And we will get into the connections and the birthdays of the day and some big highlights that happened on this day and there's no other way to get into it than to start getting into it so let's rewind the clock back to the year 1962 on march 2nd wilt chamberlain a name that you may be familiar with if you are a human being that has ever been a sports fan for more than three minutes Wilt Chamberlain scores 100 points in a game. That's the all-time record for a single game in the NBA. And he did it. he did it by going 36 of 63 from the field. There was no such thing as a three-pointer back then. Um, I didn't watch any highlights of the game, if there even exists. 1962, probably there are. Uh, however, I would imagine, if not all, probably... Almost all of his shots were around the perimeter of the rim and not a long-distance shot, as he was known to be a big man. Um, 36 shots made from the field, equaling 72 points, and then 28 of 32, not bad, from the free-throw line. He went 28 in and 4 missed only. That's pretty impressive. Um, In the middle of putting on one of the greatest single-game performances that sports has ever seen. Um, I'm not sure what can top 100 points in a game. Because, like, in hockey, the most you'll ever see, I think once there's been a guy who scored 10 points, maybe 11, but, like, 100 points in a basketball game is... I don't think it's even repeatable. The other year, Kobe Bryant scored 81, and that was already with, like, basically taking every shot for his team minus a couple. And and then, obviously, you've got a hit on basically every single shot. So, 100 points. Obviously, it's possible. Uh, The way they play the game these days, I, I think it's very improbable. But, hell, you never know what might happen. For now, that record seems like it is pretty untouchable. And let's keep an eye out and see if it does happen again or if anyone can even beat Kobe's 81 for a second all-time. Um, I believe second all-time. I didn't fact check the stats. I don't know if Wilt ever had a 90-point game. I-, I think not. But there is our first 100 for the day. Four years later, 1966, on the same day, March 2nd, the Golden Jet, Bobby Hall of the Chicago Blackhawks, becomes the second, sorry, becomes the NHL's first two time 50 goal scorer when he scored a goal in their game against the Red Wings. Two times 50 goal scorer. Let me say it again. Two times 50. What number do you get? Two times 50. Two times 50. 100. Bobby Hall becomes the first player to have 100 goals in two seasons consecutively put together 100 goals. Um, obviously, it has been broken since. 
this was the first case in which the NHL saw such a feat. Three years down the road, the Boston Bruins centerman Phil Esposito becomes the first player in NHL history to record 100 points in one season when he scores two third-period goals in the Bruins' 4 nothing shutout of my boys and the Pittsburgh Penguins about 52 years ago. Um, this was the first case of a player scoring 100 points, um, which obviously now is a regular old thing. It has been done countless amount of times. Um, there was a point in the 2010s where we went, I think, one or two years without seeing anyone score 100, which was very odd. And we called it the era of the, you know, the, 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 the low scoring era. I think there was maybe another way they called it, which was maybe a little more verbose. But the dead puck era maybe is what I'm thinking of. But um, then last year we see Connor McDavid score 104 points in 56 games. So I think the league's scoring has gone back up, maybe not to the magnitude of the mid-80s to late-90s, but we definitely have scoring in the NHL, which in the early 1960s and anything before then, they had never even seen 100-point player. And Phil Esposito was the first to crack that milestone. Now let's fast forward yet again, another 17 years down the line, 1986. The Oilers right-winger from Finland, Yari Curry, who scored two goals, including an overtime winner, and that would bring him and his season's tally to 100 points, and that would be his fourth consecutive 100-point campaign. Now another seven years down the road, nothing to do with the 100, but obviously a very, very big day in Pittsburgh Penguins history. In 1993, Mario Lemieux underwent his 22nd and final radiation treatment for the Hodgkin's lymphoma, the cancer that he was dealing with. And the same day, he hops on a plane. He joined the Penguins in Philly, scores a goal and an assist. The Penguins did lose the game. But I think that on that day, everyone was a winner. The league got to see Mario Lemieux, the most, one of the most talented players in history, battle with cancer, jump on a plane, and duke it out on the ice with his fellow teammates in one of the most astonishing feats that I think the league has ever seen. Not just that night, but the entire battle that Mario Lemieux went through. Um, he came back to prominence. Um, you know, he retired, he came back, he still was scoring at a ridiculous pace. Whenever Mario was on the ice, you knew it. And... On that day, he really, he really showed the world, you know, what he was made of. Unbelievable stuff. Um, in two thousand and four, Indianapolis Colts quarterback—you may have heard of him—he's been indicted into the Hall of Fame. Peyton Manning signs a seven-year contract with the Colts, including a thirty-five, thirty-four point five million dollars signing bonus the largest contract at the time which was worth not a hundred million dollars but i included it because 98 million dollars for a seven-year contract at the time in 2004 
let's just call it a hundred, okay? I know two million dollars is two million dollars. He didn't get the hundred, but for this episode, let's just say a hundred million dollar deal will round up Peyton. I know you didn't get the, those two million in the bank, but let's just let's call it the hundred mil. Um, congratulations to him back on that day. And last but not least, in 2019, I'm going into territory that I don't really belong in. This is a tennis reference, but again, this calendar day of March 2nd has its moments, and I would be remiss if I didn't include that 37-year-old Roger Federer on this day two years ago. He would beat Greek Stephanos. Tsitsipapas to win his 100th singles championship of his career in Dubai. Roger Federer, I'm not a tennis fan, but I do know his name. I do know he is one of the greatest tennis players of all time. 100th career singles championship, whatever that even means, but it falls perfectly in line with the day of March 2nd, so obviously... There you go. There you have it. Um, And yeah, from Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100 points to the NHL seeing 100-point scorers, a two-time 50-goal scorer, Mario beating cancer and getting on a flight, playing in the league at the highest level in the world, Peyton Manning inking a deal for $100 million, a tennis player winning his 100th title. This day was pretty lit. I must say this day was pretty lit. And to round it out, we actually have some pretty sick birthdays on this day. 1909, the lifetime New York giant, Mel Ott. He was a infielder and outfielder, I believe. 500, a member of the 500 Home Run Club. He just was short of a 3,000 hit career with 2876 hits. Uh, 12-time All-Star and World Series champion with the Giants in the 33 World Series. Mel Ott, Hall of Fame baseball player, whom I don't believe is still alive as he was born 112 years ago. But he definitely was one of the all-time greats. 1982, so not this year, but this coming March 2nd next year. Hank Lundquist, Henrik Lundquist will be turning 40. Now, I know he signed a one-year deal with the Caps and dealt with a heart problem, missed the whole season. I believe that contract is up. I don't know if he's going to try to give a crack to get back into the league, but if he does, this will be his year 40 of his life. Um, That would be pretty ballsy. So we'll see what happens. Um. Does he still have it in him? Probably would not be the worst in the entire league, but probably would not be the best. So if he can make that money and someone wants to give him a two, three million dollar contract for the year, sure. I'm sure we'll see him. I haven't heard anything about retirement yet, but um, would I be excited if he came to the Penguins? Not really. So. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll uh, sign a one-day contract with the Rangers and then retire. Maybe he'll find another team to be the backup. See if he could get a cup 
by chance. I don't know if he will. I think he will just end his career as one of the best goaltenders of the 2000s, but um, ringless. I, I would think Hank finishes it off without the grand prize of the Stanley Cup. Born on the same day as Hank Lundquist in 1982, your boy, your franchise quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, who is now a few weeks away from starting his, I believe, 18th season in the league. Um, and he'll be turning 40 shortly after the season. Obviously, March 2nd. Um, does he have anything left in the tank? We're yet to find out. As I've said in one of my more recent episodes, I don't think so. I would love to be wrong, but Ben, I think we saw towards the end of last year that the age is probably becoming a factor that short of being Tom Brady or maybe Brett Favre is impossible to reverse. So good luck, Ben. Um, Enjoy the last couple months of being in your 30s. And let's go Steelers. Last birthday of the day. 1985, Reggie Bush was born, and we all remember Reggie Bush. He was a member of the Saints. He won a Super Bowl with them. He never really panned out to be the running back that we thought he would, uh, coming off being the Heisman winner and all the hype and the early draft pick. He was good. He was all right, but he, he didn't really turn into that explosive elite running back. Definitely not a Hall of Famer, but definitely memorable. Had a great career. Um... Regardless, you know, he had, uh, I think, 5,000 rushing yards, and he was he was all right, 50-plus uh, touchdowns and some big highlights. But overall, that is what you got for the day of March 2nd on the calendar, and that is what you get from me today. So if you enjoy the show and you want to follow it a bit closer, you can follow us on Instagram at IET Podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash IET Podcast. Um, we're in the midst of our third season and our long attempt at rounding out the calendar. We are closing in on about 10% of the way through, uh, 30 something episodes. Obviously there's 366 days to the calendar and appreciate you coming on this journey with me to do so. So thank you and peace out.